thought-provoking two hours of weekly radio starting right now from the parkland. Just south of St. Louis, you have found the gold standard, the living legend, the world's greatest radio personality. That is St. Francis County's greatest radio producer over there on that side. Turn on your mic there. I'm going to talk to you here in just a second. It's me, your charming and delightful award-winning host tonight on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network, 573-431-1000. If you have questions, comments about anything we've talked about over the past few months, over anything I'm going to be talking about tonight, 573-431-1000. Richard Kaysen at yahoo.com is the email. And you can find me all over socialist media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Get your Richard Kaysen merch at richardcasenonline.com and oh yeah join the dollar club join the dollar club at patreon.com slash richardcasen why should you because it's just a dollar it's very cheap it's a quarter a week i know i mess up sometimes and say 25 dollars and then jared jumps in to correct me and say like you did last week you mean 25 cents so he's right because I don't want people to think it's the $100 club. No, it's the dollar club. Just go to patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Last week was a great show. I think I've proved over the past couple of months no real need for guests, calls. I mean, I can pretty much do this uh, on my own. But if you're going to have a guest, then why not shoot straight for the top? And Bill Kennison last week certainly filled the bill. This week... At the top of the second hour, U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey will be talking to me right here on the Richard Case and Radio Network. He made a campaign stop recently, of all places, in my hometown, Van Buren, Missouri, at the Carter County Nutrition Center. They Some call it the Senior Center. It's literally 100 yards from my girlfriend's house, which, oddly enough, is next door to the house that I grew up in. Isn't it weird how things come together like that so we will be talking to mr mccloskey he does not speak in sound bites he does not speak like a politician he simply speaks which is rather refreshing also going to be talking about more on the new book breaking the news by alex marlowe also israel they got a whole new prime minister some guy named bennett which means he probably has some connection to an english speaking country maybe america of course netanyahu you hear him talk he doesn't sound that foreign he spent a lot of years in uh, philadelphia i think going to school so he sounds very american when he speaks in english uh bill maher coming dangerously close to making sense which is odd for a leftist and biden's uh, nominee for some post is an environmental terrorist from back in the 80s missouri's not gonna enforce federal gun laws from biden's thing and uh Nazi sclerosis has some comments about Trump. And as we wrap up the show, as a public service to you, the listener, I'm going to have some tips on how to stay cool during the summer. And you are going to want to check that out. You okay, Jared? Mm -hmm. All right. I, we were having some technical difficulties, and, and I went ahead and said that I'd play the intro over here. I just didn't want to make you mad or nothing. You seemed a, a little aggressive. I know you had a long day yesterday at work and such, and... and I, I called you and you I was just afraid you had forgotten there was a show tonight so all right never forget I never forget okay well I, I just know that whenever we went on 
I don't, I don't know if that was, I don't know if I'm rubbing off on you or if that's just a, a, a full moon or what, but one of those things. All right. So uh, I'm at White Castle and I do, I've been doing this for the past year. Anywhere I go where there's a drive through and they're wearing a mask, I go through White Castle today. I, I get my usual, which is 60,000 White Castle. No, I get a number one. It's four burgers, the fries, and the soda, plus an extra slider, so the price plus tax doesn't equal 666 like last time. And she says that the total is 1013. I can hear her clearer through the drive through speaker than I can hear her in person because she's wearing a mask. And I pull up to the window. I'll be 1013, please. And I always, I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard 1013. But just for my own entertainment, I like to go, what? I didn't catch. That'll be 1013, please. Oh, okay. I know she said 1013. I just, they inconvenience me. I'm going to inconvenience them. Dollar Club just talked about that. So let's go to, like I was saying, we're going to talk to Mark McCloskey at the top of the neck of the next hour, but I've got a sort of, uh, I guess you would call it a encapsulated version of his, uh, what you would call a stump speech. He basically uh, tells the story here and summed up in a couple of minutes. Oh, a programming note. We may go long at 11 o'clock since, you know, we got NASCAR up here. I may just go over the news, and then whenever that craft show comes on, we'll uh, <laughs> make a note of that. When the craft show comes on, that's when I'll stop. So, yeah, this is uh, just a clip of uh, Mark McCloskey's speech giving – the explanation of why he decided to run for... Keep in mind, Roy Blunt is retiring. Former Governor Eric Greitens is also running for the U.S. Senate. He's going to be my backup choice because, I mean, I was just impressed. See if you feel the same way. But I'm Mark McCloskey, and, and, I, and most of you know, know who I am and why I'm here. Um, but, you know, a year ago, almost, on June 28th of last year, God came knocking on our door, disguised as hundreds of angry rioters. And uh, we have been lifelong Republicans, but I've never been a politician. Never had any interest in running for political office. Um, you know, there's the people who use the phrase public servant, and I thought I was serving the public in my own way of being a, a lawyer. But if you'd asked me one year ago today what I wanted the most in the world, I would have said for the world, leave me the heck alone. But the, the world has chosen differently. But when that mom the first time came to our door, and we stood out there, uh, with our guns. Uh, that was June 28th of last year. And most of y'all know the story. And they came in, they broke down our gate, and they threatened to kill us and rape Patty and burn down the house and even kill our dog. Um, and that's going to be where I take my bath, and that's where I'm going to have my breakfast, and that's where I'm going to go to bed, pointing to the windows of my house after we kill you and we take over your house. Right? And that was a tough day. But that was not the toughest day because, as many of you know, we got a tip from a client of ours that was an insider of this group who had been brainwashed by this Antifa organization that they were going to come back that Friday and with a specific intent of killing us and burning down the house um, and there was nothing we could do about it. And we were unable to get private security. The, uh, the local cops that we normally use for secondary employment wouldn't do the job because they were afraid of bad press. Uh, some folks up from Farmington that do uh, international corporate security they had gotten bad press over the Ferguson riots, and they didn't want to do it. And so I asked the guy, well, 
what the heck am I supposed to do? And he says, well, I suggest you just take whatever you can't live without, put it in your cars and abandon the house. So, you know, earlier in the week, I got a call from the White House saying that the president wanted to express his support. And if there's ever anything he could do for us, let him know. And so he gave me a Mark Meadows cell phone number. And you know, we're just two little nobody lawyers from St. Louis. But uh, the, the, the president came through us like a, like a chance, right? We, uh, when that Friday happened, uh, and the next phone call I made after the White House was Tucker Carlson, and uh, he put us on the air uh, saying that, you know, I'm talking to Mark McCloskey. Uh, I can hear Mrs. McCloskey sobbing in the background, told the story about how we were being promised to be killed that Friday, that the city police had been told to stand down, that the state police weren't going to do anything, and we're out there on our wild lonesome. And, uh, uh, but then that, that Thursday night, our daughter, who's 31, had stayed over the week with us since uh, she was there for dinner that Monday night, I mean, Sunday night before, came and gave us each a hug and a kiss, collected up her favorite stuffed animal from when she was a little kid, expecting to never see us alive again. These are a lot of the, the details house, you know, that he didn't the share in some but of the interviews. The miracle really started to happen. I mean, when that Friday came, um, we ended up by 6.30 or 7 o'clock that night when the riot was supposed to happen. We had six ex-Navy SEALs, uh, five of whom came up from Texas, one of whom was a fourth-generation cattle farmer from Kansas. Just when he heard the call to arms, threw his gear in the back of his pickup, drove straight through, got to our house about 6.30 at night when the riot was supposed to start at 7. We had the FBI light aircraft circling the house. We had, uh, you know, what uh, we used to call in the Reagan administration, peace through superior firepower, right? Um, and we held them off. And the chief of police from St. Louis, John Hayden himself, only policeman from the city of St. Louis police department that was there that night all night was the chief himself. And uh, he's, when the crowd would surge against the now heavily reinforced fence, uh, you know, he'd go up and talk to him personally. But, uh, you know, we had, um, we had a kind of an impressive display of manpower, and there were, now the FBI estimates it as between 500 and 1,000 people. This organization is called Expect Us St. Louis, this Antifa organization. The leaders of this organization are a young lady named Corey Bush, who is now the United States representative from the 1st District of Missouri, mm -hmm. and her partners, Rashid Aldridge, who's in the Missouri legislature. Right? These people are active, serious communists. Mm -hmm. Corey Bush stood outside my fence that night on July the 3rd, chanting into a microphone, you can't stop the revolution. Well, Jim the Seal, who is my personal securities, resting his hands on the butt of his rifle, and he says, oh, yes, I can. Um, she had the gall to stand on the floor of the House and say with regard to our Senator Josh Howard, no one who supports insurrection should be allowed to walk the halls of Congress. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she is the only person I know of who has actively advocated the violent overthrow of our government. And that's when I came to the conclusion that we have to stop that. We have to start pulling back that consent that our consent of the government to let the government do what it wants to do has to be restricted. The other thing we found when we were on the campaign trail last year and do you continuing hear how heavy to I'm out breathing because I'm 280 we, pounds. Every time we stopped and we and we spoke to the people, everybody had little stories of personal miracles. And every time we stopped at a new a new venue, there'd be at least one person who'd have a, a tale about how God had personally intervened in their lives that they had either in some experience in the dream or some calling that they felt 
or some circumstance in their life that drove them to go a different direction. People that are having a hard time making their miracle happen. God came to them and it made a material difference in their life and it improved their life. And Patty and I just reached the conclusion that this was that moment for us. That this was when we had to give back, when we had to do something to save the country, to save this, this bold experiment in freedom that's called the United States. And we had no anticipation that any of that would involve running for office. But like I say, you know, a year ago I would have said that what I want most in the world is for the world to leave me alone. Well, the world chose differently. And now we've got a, we've got a new obligation. And it's something that we're very serious about. And it, it's, it's something that, that I will pursue the rest of my life, regardless of the outcome of this election. But if we want to save America, if we want to save our freedoms, if we want to say that we are not sheep, that we are a free people, each and every one of us has to make that commitment because it's not going to happen from the top down. It's going to happen from all of us forcing the top down. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm running for the United States Senate. Richard Kaysen here for the Jolly Cone since 1953, home of the world-famous Jolly Burger in Van Buren, Missouri, with an important update from the management of the Jolly Cone. It is official. Advertising on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network is effective because more of you from the parkland are hearing me talk like I am right now about the Jolly Cone and are making the drive all the way to Van Buren to go to the Jolly Cone. Now, let me explain... Right now, I'm trying to be a little more health conscious. This is the only time of the week where I drink water. So when me and the girlfriend went to the Jolly Cone last night, I'm trying to watch my weight a little bit. So I only got one Jolly Burger with cheese. And I just got a regular hamburger and a foot-long hot dog and a pizza pocket. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm making the effort. I'm cutting it down a little bit. They got Blueberry Mountain Dew now, Peach Sprite. You can take that blueberry flavor, peach flavor, put it in whatever you want. And for the month of July, the Jolly Cone is bringing back their cherry dips and their birthday cake dips. Veterans get a 10% discount when you show your ID. And July the 1st, the Jolly Cone will begin opening at 9 a.m. Sunday through Thursday, 9 to 8. Friday and Saturday, 9 to 9. Plus restrooms, plenty of parking, and outdoor seating. Call ahead to avoid the wait. 323-4318. Take the second Van Buren exit going westbound on Highway 60. The first exit if you're eastbound. Home of the world-famous Jolly Burger since 1953. It's the Jolly Cone. I've been going there since I could say a Jolly Burger with cheese please meanwhile at farmington pond and gift here's a saddle for my horse me and the old lady can get our jewelry repaired and all these movie flexibles now i can finally decorate my man cave like a man farmington pond and gift buys gold and silver too hey help me bring it all in tomorrow and i'll cut you in how much gold and silver do you have five or six chests treasure chest when was you going to mention that? It's 4,800 square feet of everything at Farmington Pond and Gift. It's a big blue building across from MFA Feed on Highway 32. When you need remodeling better than that, there's only one call to make, and that's the Handy Mat. From kitchens and bathrooms, decks and doors, Handy Mat Solutions will give your home more. Call 573-535-4556 and see for yourself HandyMatSolutions.com. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, 
you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. You're listening to the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240, KFMO. YouTube.com slash Richard Kaysen. You can find me on Fascist Book. The rest of you call it Facebook, but clearly from their behavior, they are Fascist Book. Look for me on there, The Richard Kaysen or Richard Kaysen Comedy Page, and on Instagram at Pictured Kaysen. Do you get the joke there, Jared? Pictured Richard? It's a seven-year pun that four people understand. So what are we doing here? Oh, yeah. What, was I going to promote something else? No, I wasn't going to promote anything else. All right. This is what happens whenever you get preempted. It throws your clock off a little bit. This is, but we'll catch up. Uh, real quick, I wanted to play another McCloskey clip, though, for you. This is after his speech, he did a little Q&A session, and the time on this says 24 minutes. It's probably only supposed to be 24 seconds, so um, when there's dead air, I'll just fade it out here. But he's doing a little Q&A session with the people, and he's just kind of introducing sort of off the cuff his his reasoning that, you know, he felt like he should do it, but now that... He's in it. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. I may be uh, too stupid to know what I'm doing when I first started thinking about this. Right after Roy Blunt announced that he was not going to run for election, uh, I started getting calls from people asking me if I was interested in doing it. And I spoke to a buddy of mine who's a chairman of the Jackson County Republican Party. And he said, just go outside, drive some nails through your feet. It'll be more fun and it won't take as long. (laughs) (laughs) And then here's one more. This is a gentleman, I believe this is the part where one of the people is asking him about Dominion voting machines. Do you think there's still going to be used those Dominion voting machines? Uh, in every Democrat state, yes. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we were told on the campaign trail that we had to win the popular vote by more than 3% because there's a 3% fake margin built into the voting machine. We underestimated the corruption of the other side. I mean, we spent... And that's always a mistake. Uh, dedicated to Pennsylvania uh, because we were told that that was going to be the key to the election, winning Pennsylvania. And Patty's from western Pennsylvania, and she's got family all over the state. And so we spent one week on the uh, Team Trump bus in Pennsylvania and one week for the party but on our own nickel um, to to, uh, pump up support for the president. And now it's election night, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and we're 600,000 votes ahead in Pennsylvania. I looked over at Patty and I said, you know, we wasted two weeks of our life. This isn't even going to be close in Pennsylvania. And I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and said, oh, my gosh, you know, what happened? Um, but, you know, according to the uh, mainstream media, there is no evidence of election fraud. <laughs> but I can tell you this. Um, we were, the, uh, the leftist governor of Pennsylvania, a guy named Tom Wolf, would not allow you to have a crowd of more than 250. We were always drawing more than 250. And, so on one of the, uh, the, the last uh, speech we gave on behalf of the president of Pennsylvania, I think it was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and uh, we got we were drawing way too many people, and so the governor shut down our rally. We moved one county over and put the rally on the next day, and we had 450 people there on a day's notice. A couple of weeks later, Joe Biden was on that exact same stage, and he had eight people, okay? 
and we're supposed to believe he won Pennsylvania. Sounds about like the audience of this show, eight people. So <laughs> we'll be hearing more from Mark McCloskey throughout the hour. Now that voter who was asking him about the Dominion voting machines out in Arizona, as they're examining these things, they're finding buried deep, deep, deep within the software, so deep that you can't even wipe it, you know, with a cloth. You know what they're finding? Well, here's a bunch of Trump votes that got converted to Biden votes. Huh, imagine that. Isn't that funny how that happens? Just kind of a, huh, just one of those things. Right. Jeff Poor at Breitbart News writes that throughout the early stages of the COVID pandemic and late into the 2020 election cycle, media and Democrats dismissed the possibility that China was responsible for the virus. In some cases, the lamestream media and big tech censored those that suggested a China connection, like me, ever since... Oh, I guess about this time last year. I'm pretty much shadow banned on on Facebook. You know, if I'm promoting the show on Facebook here, I'll get like four likes. If I make some inane observation about an orange peel on the counter that looks like a celebrity or something. Oh, thousands of people will like that. That's funny. That That's what we want, Rick. We want more domestic orange peel household material from you. Forget your politics stuff. So Alex Marlowe, he uh, he's the writer of or the author of Breaking the News, exposing the establishment media's hidden deals and secret corruption, where he gives countless, countless examples, innumerable examples of the media giving China a pass. Now, recently he was on Tucker Carlson and Tucker, he asked him, he says, this does seem that no matter who is the president, someone I voted for, gave money to, and loved, doesn't matter. This is about public health. How can you live in a country that doesn't allow physicians to talk about the data they're recording and observing about who is dying? I mean, what is this? Yeah, Tucker, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for the kind words about my book. And when I started researching and I took on this project for a year, I knew that the left and the media wanted to make Trump the bad guy when it came to coronavirus, not China or anyone else for that matter, to make it about Trump. But the more I dug into it, the more I realized it was really about protecting corporate business models in China, where... NBC is part of NBC Universal, does huge business in China. ABC, part of ABC Disney, huge business in China. Bloomberg, which we got into on your show last time I was here. But also these Silicon Valley tech giants, if they're not in China yet, they want to be in China someday soon. And we've already outsourced so much of our free speech to places like YouTube. Now we're outsourcing our science to them. Uh, We were told that Johnson was kicked off because he defied the World Health Organization. The same World Health Organization that's basically a subsidiary of China, Tucker. Why did Dr. Tedros, a guy who's not a medical doctor. How come he is the most powerful doctor in the world today? Well, he was China's pick, even after he botched the response to a cholera outbreak in Africa. Uh, The list goes on and on. You got to wonder, though, is there a point at which it just doesn't work, that everything that's good about America is rooted in free speech, freedom of conscience, free inquiry? If we don't have any of those things, then kind of what's the point? 
Uh, that's my feeling as well, which is why it's so good to see independent outlets sprouting up and people taking out on their own and trying to go around these tech censors. But as you correctly know, is not enough just to build your own Twitter because these places are monopolies, which is why it's so important that people start using antitrust, thinking about breaking up these companies. Uh, but when they are trusting PolitiFact and Mark Zuckerberg with their science and not the actual doctors, we know that the system is broken and now it's potentially costing lives. Yeah, that's right. They're going to get people killed with this. It looks that way. They already Alex have. Mello, I appreciate you coming on tonight. The congrats on the book. Prescient turned out. And thank you, Tucker, for allowing me to steal that clip. Now, Mark McCloskey is not the only person running for what is soon to be former U.S. Senator's uh, Roy Blunt seat, former governor Eric Greitens. He was on Breitbart News Saturday where he discussed rhino Republicans who refused to stand up and fight. And uh, he also talked about Vice President uh, Kamala Harris's failed leadership as the borders are. Of course, whenever she shows up, and this is her opening, that this probably. Introducing the challenger from Uganda, weighing 408 pounds, Kamala! Yeah, so we didn't have kind words to say about her. And then he said that Republicans here in Missouri in the state legislature caved. Remember that they were going to honor Rush Limbaugh? Going to make a Rush Limbaugh day on his birthday? Well, they caved on that. And then he also reflected on a time when Limbaugh was the only strong conservative on the radio, inspiring the rest of us to do this and try to offend as many people as possible. In discussing current events and circumstances, he noted that fake president slow Biden's administration and their efforts are exploding the national deficit and exploding the federal debt. Describing the Democrats' agenda, he said, everyone can see their craziness coming. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. RichardCasonOnline.com is the only online home for me. Links to listen live on KFMO. See where I'll be doing my next stand-up comedy show. Richard Cason merchandise, shirts, mugs, masks, yoga pants, towels, tote bags, and mobile device covers. If the Richard Cason Radio Network logo can be put onto something, chances are I got one for you at RichardCasonOnline.com. If there was a Richard Kaysen Radio Network t-shirt, would you wear it? What about Richard Kaysen yoga pants? I even have a Richard Kaysen face mask. I'll sell anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to wear it. Well, maybe the yoga pants. Listen to the show drinking out of a Richard Kaysen Radio Network mug or catch some rays lying on that Richard Kaysen beach towel. And it's all at richardkaysenonline.com. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. 
Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. Seven three four three one one thousand. If you have a question, a comment, insult, whatever, I can take it. Just don't swear. That's really the only rule. I don't mind if you disagree. I mean, you'll be wrong, and I'll ridicule you for it. But you know, you can disagree. Five seven three four three one one zero zero zero, and uh, join the Dollar Club. In case you missed that interview with Bill Kennison last week. Only way to get that is to join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. It's literally a dollar a month. It comes right out of your account. You don't even know that it's gone. Now, the founder, or one of the founders, there's three of them, but I guess the head founder of Black Lives Matter, we call him BLM in the business, Patrice Culler, this past Friday. Isn't that ironic that her last name is Culler's? And she's the founder of, is life too funny, folks? Really. This past Friday, she was asked to give the commencement address at UCLA. We got a clip from that. Count, count, count the white man. This was a virtual commencement. Kill him until he is dead. Kill the white man. Thank you. All right. That was Patrice Culler, the founder of Black Lives Matter, giving the commencement address this past Friday at the University of California, Los Angeles. That's that's very informative stuff there, Patrice. Thank you for that. So Benjamin Netanyahu, or as they pronounce it in Hebrew, Benjamin, instead of a J, they put a Y in there. Why? I don't know. He ripped his likely replacement, Naftali Bennett in a speech to Israel's parliament called the Knesset. Every time I hear that word, the Knesset, I think of like some uh, bread, like like a rye bread. or It, it sounds like the type, Jared just looks at me like, once again, Rick, you've proven your stupidity. What is <laughs> Knesset, I think of bread. I don't know why. Prior to the vote to confirm the new Israeli government, Netanyahu says that Bennett always does the opposite of what he says, what he promises, mocking his rival's prior statements about opposing the Iran deal. So we'll see how that works out. He goes on to say that he had begun by noting that he and his party, the Likud, had won more votes than any other party in the Knesset. And he recounted his long history of public service, including his role in hostage rescues as a member of Israel's special forces and He added that his government had proudly opposed the Iran nuclear deal and also had managed to forge a historic agreement with several Arab and Muslim states. Now, his uh, successor here, Naftali Bennett, who, I don't know, with a name like Bennett, he's got to be American, I'm thinking. Why don't you look that up? Can Can you do that for me real quick? Young Jared is going to get to the bottom of that for us while I tell you about Mr. Bennett. He's the 
new sheriff in town over in Israel. So he addressed the Knesset this past, uh, well, earlier this afternoon, and he thanked the U.S. for its support during the recent war with Hamas. But he also stressed Israel's opposition to the Iran nuclear deal. So he's sticking to his guns, saying that nuclear talks with Iran was a mistake that would give legitimacy to Iran's terrorist efforts throughout the region, and he vowed that Israel would never allow Iran to become a nuclear-armed power. Well, I mean, those are some nice sentiments, but he didn't give Iran a gigantic pallet of money a few years ago so that they might be able to continue with their nuclear program. Bennett had ascended to the podium amidst boos and interjections from the opposition. You got any answers over there? Nothing? Why, why, why don't you try Wikipedia? Just go straight to, to Wikipedia. He's looking up the CERN. I can read it from here because my vision's that good. Yeah, just go to the Wikipedia article. He's looking up a coat of arms for Bennett for crying out loud. You're not going to find that he's related to Tony Bennett because that wasn't Tony Bennett's real last name. It was Benedetto, like that NASCAR driver we heard about a few where does it say he was born? Nothing? It's, it says uh, Haifa. Oh, so he was born Israel. in Haifa? Yeah. That's where he was born? Okay. Yeah. Did, does he? What's his parentage? What's his lineage? Did he have an American dad? Or, these, things, these things are interesting to me. He's an American Jewish immigrant. Oh, okay. There we go. So he was born in Israel. Probably was raised here, and now he's gone they, back to... They moved to Israel from San Francisco in 1967. Ah, he left his heart in San Francisco. Just like, well, ironically, <laughs> Tony Bennett. We'll be right back. Hello? Burned out on pizza, tired of tacos. All you need is a little butt rubbing. Butt rubbing barbecue, that is. Regular and jumbo-sized pulled pork sandwiches and pulled pork plates. Butt rubbing barbecue also has nachos, hot dogs, chili, and a potato volcano. Baked beans, coleslaw, homemade tater salad, plus all your favorite soft drinks or a 50-cent bottle of water. Because sometimes you need some H2O for your BBQ. 573-870-0733. Butt rubbing barbecue at the Old Float Stream Restaurant location in Van Buren. It's Richard Kaysen, and we're on 1240 KFMO every Sunday night at 9. But what if you miss something? Maybe the entire first hour. Maybe the entire show. No worries. For one American dollar a month, you'll never miss the Richard Kaysen Radio Network again. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Yeah, the first hour's free on Apple and Spotify. I think the question is, why does the government need to tell me to put my seatbelt on? You know, when you really stop and think about it. As we wind down the first hour of the Richard Case and Radio Network, we were a little discombobulated at the very beginning, and I assure you, I am not drunk or intoxicated at all. I know I've been a little uh, tongue-tied. That's what happens. I mean, this is live. We don't get retakes, so I... Uh, Usually go on at 9.06. We went on at 9.10. It threw the clock off. It threw the show off. Nobody cares. It's No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> it's fine. These things happen. Well, when uh, football season, when the NFL comes back, there's a very probable chance a couple of Chiefs games will uh, probably be in the slot. We'll either go on early or we'll go on extremely late. So don't be scheduled for the day job that day, young Jared. Bill Maher, who is pretty much a leftist and a progressive of the old school, well, every once in a blue moon, he actually sounds like he's going to make sense. On this past Friday's broadcast of Real Time on HBO, Bill Maher slammed the progressophobia on the left on issues such as race and gender and sexuality, said that the refusal to acknowledge progress is harmful because, quote, Progress and hope that we can achieve it is the product we're selling, and having a warped view of reality leads to policies that are warped. And then after playing a clip of fake President Slow Biden talking about ads featuring mixed-race couples, Mar said, Uncle Slow is pointing out liberals towards something they need to be more aware of. They have a bad case of progressophobia. That's the phrase coined by Steven Pinker, he says, to describe a brain disorder that strikes liberals and makes them incapable of recognizing progress. It's like situational blindness. Only what you can't see is that your dorm in 2021 is better than the South before the Civil War. If you think America is more racist now than ever, more sexist than before women could vote, and more homophobic than when... Certain things were a felony. I was a pro. I stopped myself at the word. You have progressophobia and should adjust your mask because, as Bill Maher says, it's covering your eyes. He says acknowledging progress isn't saying we're done or that we don't need to do more. But being gloomier does not make you a better person. He concluded with this progressive allergy to acknowledging societal advances is self-defeating because progress and hope that we can achieve it is the product we're selling, as he said a moment ago. So there's Bill Maher coming very close for a leftist to actually making sense. And the reason that he comes close to making sense is because before he got into politics heavy and before he was a, a pundit, he was a comedian. And the thing about comedians, the really good ones, the ones that are true, I can be a conservative, he can be a liberal, we can argue about stuff, we can disagree, we can call each other names, we can do whatever, but we're both standing up for the other person's right to say what we want. Leftists, on the other hand, want to shut that down because dissent is bad. Disagreement is bad. Bad is bad. Everything's bad. Speedy Gonzalez cartoons are bad. Peppy Le Pew cartoons are bad. Everything's bad. So, Coming up at the top of the next hour, my exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with U.S. Senate candidate Mark McCloskey and so much more when we return with the second hour of the Richard Case and Radio Network on many of these Richard Case and Radio Network stations. We'll be right back.